Nine Leaders podcast. Um, we're continuing our series on sevens today and uh, sevens in relationships specifically with the shame triad. So we're going to cover sevens in relationship with twos, threes, and fours. Uh, I haven't said this in the previous episodes, but we have already covered some of these numbers. We've covered um, type two, we've covered type three, we've covered type four. Uh, so if you go back to kind of the series on those, you can listen to what I said about fours in relationship to seven and threes in relationship to seven. A lot of it is going to be kind of the same content, but I changed out some of the stories, changed out some of the examples just to keep it fresh for folks who are listening all the way through. So if you are just listening to specifically your number, maybe you identify as a seven, you're just listening to seven, uh, you can always go back to, you know, two, three, and four and how they relate to the fear triad and listen for how they relate to sevens. You might hear something new, a little bit different in that. So, I say this at the beginning of all of the relationship episodes, and I'm going to say it at the beginning of this one. All relationships have ups and downs. There is no personality type that is exclusively good or bad for another personality type. There is no two numbers that are always destined to fail and two numbers that are always destined to succeed. Relationships are unique entities that require that each participant is self-aware and humble and willing to listen and willing to learn. And again, I put this disclaimer in all of these because I would not want you to hear this and make some sort of drastic life decision in your career or in your romantic relationship or in your friendships. If you hear something in this that makes you think that you might have some strain in your relationship with somebody else who has a certain personality type, don't make a decision based purely off of what I say here. Use these things as kind of a jumping off point to explore your own motivations, and your own way of, of being in the world. And hopefully that will help you to draw closer to the other people in your life. This is not an excuse for you to bail on somebody or bail on a difficult situation. If you're a seven, I know that uh, you might be particularly prone to just bailing on tough situations. And this is not me giving you permission explicitly to do that, but permission to explore. And if after you have done the work of, of, of trying and, and doing what is best for you and really searching your own self, then you make whatever decision. You're an adult, you're responsible, but don't, don't treat this as, as me cavalierly saying you should not associate with a two or a three or a four. I'm not saying that at all. All right, that out of the way, sevens have a really unique effect on the shame triad. Um, sevens from the outside looking in, sometimes can seem like they have no shame. They are the life of the party. They are the center of attention. I have a friend who is a seven who at Christmas time would dress like an elf and just prance about the church that we worked at together. And it was, for me, a nightmare. But it it it, it shows and kind of embodies this, this tendency of sevens to almost seem to not have shame. And, and members of the shame triad might idealize and believe that sevens simply don't experience shame. And of course, sevens do experience shame, just like all of us, but it's not a primary motivator. So what, what sevens are really good at doing for the shame triad is trying to invite them out of their shame and into more of, a, of an embodied fullness of who they are, free of that shame. So let's start with sevens and twos. This relationship can be warm and generous or threatening and boring. Twos, uh, the helper, they appreciate the excitement and zest for life that sevens show. Spending most of their time trying to see how they can help in the here and now, sevens dreaming and moving forward towards the future can be inspiring to twos. Sevens' pursuit of pleasure and earthly sensuality will help the two to participate in things themselves. This can awaken some 
introspection and creativity in the two, which will lead them to that healthy four space. As the twos kind of turn inward and look at their own inner landscape, they move towards that four. Um, to the to the outside folks looking in, this will be an incredibly welcoming and attractive pair. The sevens bring excitement and movement and energy, while the twos help sevens to see the people around them and bringing warmth into the relationship. Sevens desire for pleasure and enjoyment of sharing that pleasure with others, coupled with twos desire to help people make for a very giving and altruistic pairing. Twos want to help, twos want to connect, sevens want to connect and do exciting things. So these two will often bring other people along for the ride with them. Two's ability to care for seven's needs, both physical and emotional, can help the seven to feel fulfilled and satisfied. And this allows them to feel less distracted and helps them to focus inwardly as they move to their healthy space of five. Seven's insistence on intensity and movement um, can become an issue for twos. Sevens need to move on quickly to the next thing and find the next exciting opportunity. And that can make twos sometimes feel a little bit overlooked. Twos have this desire to invest in a single relationship, and that can make a seven feel stuck. In a romantic relationship, this can often look like the seven wanting to invite people over every night or go on adventures with large friend groups when the two wants to stay home alone with the seven or go on a walk with them or have some one-on-one connection time. In business, this could look like sevens wanting to chase new opportunities and new networks and new markets, while the two would like to make sure that they're on the same page and moving in a single direction. Less healthy twos can become more and more frustrated with seven's impulsivity and start to restrict them, try to kind of put mandates on them as they move towards that eight place. And as is often the case with this type, a a stressed seven might attempt to placate the two by suppressing their instinct for joy and pleasure. They try to be what the two wants them to be, and that can often look like them over-regulating themselves and over-criticizing themselves and moving towards that unhealthy one place. Eventually, as is the case with sevens, uh, they'll take off ramps. Both the two and the seven might just take an off ramp. They've probably been planning that since day one. And as the stress boils over, one of them or both of them might choose to take that. Sevens and threes, uh, this can be energetic and fulfilling or volatile and exhausting. Um, sevens uh, and threes, threes are the performer. Uh, they're both high energy, larger than life types. This relationship will be categorized by lavishness and social excess and social brilliance. These people are very intelligent when it comes to social things. They know how to work a room. Um, if you think about the house parties in The Great Gatsby, that is a a fantasy of these two. Um, threes because of the opportunity to flaunt their money and their achievement and their opulence and their refinement and their importance and sevens to engage in the, the decadence and the pleasure and the high energy of those types of parties. Threes will help ground the seven spontaneity, um, honoring it and going along with it to an extent, but helping them to reel it in and hone that energy towards a goal. Sevens bring a sense of adventure and curiosity, as well as a lack of concern about failure. And this can help threes to be less defeated by failure. Remember, threes absolutely hate to fail. It's one of the worst things. They're part of the shame triad. They already feel like they are failures. So when they fail at something, when they set a goal and don't achieve it, they can really start to beat up on themselves. Sevens have trouble seeing the negative in anything. So if these two are working together and the three perceives that they have failed at a goal, the seven can be really good at coming along them and helping them to see that, no, this wasn't a failure. We, we learned something. This was an experiment. This was a, a way of examining and exploring our options. And, and this was not 
of failure. And this positivity on the part of the seven will help them to bounce back quicker. Sevens are happy to go along with the plans of the three, enjoying the excitement of fast upward mobility just as much as their counterpart. This inspires admiration and loyalty in the three as they move towards that healthy space of six. And threes help sevens to be more focused and more socially conscious. They allow them the opportunity to be more curious and to engage with some of the schemes that threes coming up with and being more focused, which pushes them towards that healthy five space. However, too much of a good thing can turn sour. Um, This pairing will be known for their high energy and their perpetual ability to go and go and go and go. Uh, As that becomes their reputation... Uh, I apologize, there's a dog in the room with me today. His name is Pitoko, and he only speaks Portuguese. He belongs to my uh, my sister's girlfriend, and he's very handsome, but he might he might bark a few times. I apologize. Anyway, um, yes, as that uh, ability to go and go and go and kind of sustain high-capacity movement becomes the reputation of this pairing, the three will push to sustain that. They want to maintain their image. And the sevens are going to go wherever the fun is, wherever the energy is. And long-term, this is going to be exhausting, but neither of them wants to shut it down and neither of them really knows how to shut it down. In their energy and their emotions, sevens can lack a sense of decorum. They might say or do hurtful things to the three in, in passing or even an effort to have fun. They might be rude or, or derogatory towards, towards the three or towards other people. Uh, I've seen sevens pull chairs up from under people just in an effort to keep the fun going, which of course puts the fun to a screeching halt. And this can result in the three being embarrassed by the seven, seeing them as a social liability, as well as uh, taking blows to their own self-esteem. And so we know that threes are very focused on their image. And so if a seven is is poking fun at them and mocking them, even in a playful way, that can cause some tension. Likewise, if the seven is doing things to other people that might embarrass the three, and that can cause some tension as well. And this might cause the seven to to shut out the, the, um, the three fall, fall asleep to them, fall asleep to their, to their demands, fall asleep to what they want, fall asleep to their image and move towards that nine space. Uh, and as we've seen in, in most of these other relationships, what a seven, a lot of times does in a stressful relationship is to try to fix their behavior, to try to figure out, okay, what does the other person want me to be? How can I be that? They adopt a, a moral code, a holiness code that is not their natural and they move towards that one space, beating up on themselves and obsessing over getting it right instead of just being themselves. Three's obsession with career, uh, it might annoy a fun-loving seven. Likewise, sevens have this laissez-faire attitude towards work and career, and that could lead to the three feeling superior, feeling better than the seven, or start to resent them. Uh, as in many threes relationships, uh, neither of these two are going to want to talk about it, right? They, they, We said earlier the seven has never met a a bad situation. So they don't want to talk about the difficulty of the relationship. Threes don't want to admit that there's difficulty because they might feel like that is a failure. And so these three will kind of just live in this toxic environment until one of them finally reaches a breaking point and finds an off-ramp. And oftentimes that won't be a clean break. It'll be a really messy and, and difficult breaking apart. All right, sevens and fours. This can be earthy and embodied or really frustrating and confusing. Uh, At first glance, it would appear that these two would not work together, and initially a lot of these types take some time to get used to one another. Sevens are absolutely adamant about refusing to slow down and take a look at their pain, take a look at their 
inner landscape. They flee from any sort of internal work. And fours, the romantic, on the other hand, they, they get lost in navel-gazing and sitting in their shame and their tension. They love to look inward. Fours love to look at their interior life and develop a really rich tapestry in their interior life at the detriment of their exterior life. And sevens are very much the opposite. They love to explore and be in the world, and they don't really ever turn inward. And so that can that can cause some tension between this pair, but it can also really help them. If they, if they capitalize on these opposites instead of focusing on them being a negative, that can be a really healthy thing for this pair to do. In healthy situations, sevens are able to pull fours out of their melancholy. And occasionally, despite fours opposition, we need to be pulled out of our, 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 our melancholy. I, I'm a four and I can admit that sometimes I need to just be pulled out of that malaise and out of that anxiety and out of that sort of internal mopiness and sevens are really good people to do that but at the same time fours help sevens to actually slow down and deal with some of their internal pain and to cultivate an interior landscape that is rich and and beautiful seven strategy of running from pain doesn't always work out uh, and fours serve as a safe place and a safe guide for sevens who want to take a look at some of their pain this can help the sevens slow down and focus and look inward as they move towards that five space. Four's nihilism and self-pity can get old, and sevens serve likewise as guides to pull them towards that optimism and joy. And this can help fours to get out of their heads and into reality and move them towards that one space where they start to be a little bit more disciplined with themselves and a little bit more embodied. Both types have a taste for for pleasure. Both are very uh, earthy and they like to enjoy, you know, good meals and good wine. They appreciate art and they appreciate aesthetic. Uh, and together they'll indulge in, in drinks and rich food and laughter and raucous engagement. And their opposition allows them to play off each other really easily. And um, these two can really embody a very earthy and, and um, pleasurable relationship. Uh, the saint and mystic uh, Francis of Assisi is is largely accepted by a lot of folks to be a seven. Um, he was highly motivated to serve the poor and the needy and would do anything to achieve that goal. That was his singular focus. And he was also drawn to developing a rich interior life, praying and spending time in contemplative practice. But he also built a, a community of people around him, his, his brothers, his friars. And, and I asked my friend, who is a seven, why people would place Francis as a seven instead of as a one because of his, his focus on, on serving people and doing what's right, or maybe even type him as a five because of how, how internal he was and how focused on the interior life. And it, it made more sense to me that he would be either a, a one or a five. And my friend said that occasionally a seven might start to find excitement and joy in the shifting mysterious landscape that they find within themselves, right? They take the opportunity to actually turn inward and they get a taste of it and they go fully into it. And he told me about how he once got really into meditation uh, because there was an exciting adventure. Like it was a new thing to do, a new thing to get excited about and to get obsessed about. So it can be easy for us to think that just because someone's turning inward that they aren't experiencing joy and pleasure. Once a seven unlocks the inner path and moves towards five, they might start to feel like they just can't get enough. And this is, of course, speculation, but I imagine that, that Francis may have had a friend or two that would have identified as a four, who maybe introduced him to his own interior life, maybe helped him see 
the, the good and the benefit of turning inward. I apologize again. There's a large moving van outside of my office. And so if you pick up any of that noise, uh, just, uh, just forgive us. Forgive us. We're in a strange office situation right now. So as we've seen time and time again, the differences between two types can be strengths, but they can also be frustrating weaknesses. Sevens might see fours as too nihilistic. They're too depressing. They're too boring. They're too in their own heads. And fours might start to see sevens as too fake. They're refusing to engage in their emotions. They see sevens optimism and happy-go-lucky attitude to be a farce, to be a put-on, to be something that's fake. And fours main like motivator they love being authentic they love authenticity and so seeing a seven try too hard or try to put on a happy face it can it can be really frustrating for a lot of fours sevens trying too hard to pull a four out of their melancholy can push the four to believe the seven is trying to change them or not allowing them to be authentic and that can lead to resentment in an unhealthy four as they move to that two place remember twos can become resentful fours when they move into that place can start to adopt a lot of that resentment Four's angst and expectation that sevens feel the full range of emotion could push sevens to, again, try to placate the four and actually make themselves be that, adopting that moral code that's not theirs that we talked about earlier, moving towards one. They might try to start suppressing their natural joy and spontaneity, and eventually it'll all become too much, and the seven will disappear, and the four will feel justified in their self-deprecation because another person has abandoned them. So I've talked about this a little bit before, but one of my best friends in the world is a seven, and I did not like him at first. I'm a four, as I said. He was too happy. He was too optimistic, and, and it all felt fake to me. Uh, and when we met, he was going through a really hard time, but he was ignoring it, pretending to be okay, refusing to look at it. And it wasn't until he and I met up after he had left a job that he was unhappy with, and he was finally being honest about that experience, that I was able to start really seeing him and connecting with him. Now, he still gets on my nerves. That, that, that example I cited earlier of a seven dressing up like an elf and prancing around, that's the same guy I'm talking about. Christmas is not fun when you work at a large church, and so for him to put on an elf costume and pretend he was having a good time, it drove me absolutely crazy. However, so often he was able to pull me out of that malaise and that melancholy and allow me to embody things. I've talked at length about our, our Las Vegas trip. You can go back and listen to that in another episode. Um, but yeah, that is what, what, what a seven has really done for me as a four, so I can speak more directly to that. So as we see, the sevens have a ton to offer the shame triad and vice versa. And every situation is unique, and no personality profile is perfect. Um, I'm not, I have not been able to cover all of the, the, the small minutia of how a seven relates to all of these types. And the way that your personality type shows up is going to look different for you. And it's going to look different in relationships. And it's going to look different in other people. So I want to make myself available to help to navigate that complexity. I offer personal life coaching, which can help you to navigate relationships and goals and life changes and more. I offer leadership coaching, which can help you to function in a professional environment, kind of leveraging your personality and your strengths to help you get ahead and achieve your goals. And lastly, I offer spiritual direction, which can help you to connect to a greater sense of purpose, a greater sense of, of the divine in whatever way you perceive that to be. No matter what your spiritual path is, direction can kind of help you to find a deeper connection and find a deeper sense of meaning in that. 
And all of these things, the life coaching, the leadership coaching, the spiritual direction, they utilize the Enneagram in unique ways. And I would love to chat with you, help you figure out what your type is, see what we can learn from that, and how can you leverage this as a tool to improve all kinds of areas of your life. If you're interested in that at all, shoot me an email at wadeshawcoaching at gmail.com and we can get that started. Next week, we will cover sevens and practices and methods to move towards health. I'm really looking forward to getting to work researching that and getting it recorded and sharing that with you all. Uh, another thing is, remember, we like to do a Q&A. I have not received any cues to A. Um, so if you have any questions about sevens, um, shoot me an email, message me on Instagram, message me on whatever platform you can get a hold of me on. And I'll answer those questions in an upcoming episode. Um, specifically about sevens, I'll do an episode. And then when we finish the next number sixes, I kind of want to do just a general Q&A about the Enneagram as a whole uh, and how that can help you. So if you have any questions in that vein, throw them in there as well. And I'll answer them. And I cannot wait to talk to you next time.